graphic nature of this program, listener discretion is advised. Deviants. Welcome to show. I am the Clitoris, and I am here with the Gooch. And I am fucking furious that you guys keep showing me these goddamn movies about kids getting killed. <laughs> That's Devo. <laughs> and we are the Social Deviants, who are oh, here today to talk about another movie that involves child mortality. <laughs> and that movie is called Pet Cemetery. The movie was originally released on April 21st, 1989. The reason why we're doing it now and not in a couple weeks is because there is a remake that is being released on April 5th. We're recording right now March 30th. We'll be posting this on April 3rd. So wanted to do that to honor the uh, the to you know coincide with the new movie being released and to also to maybe look back at a movie that was released almost 30 years ago and I don't I don't think I'd ever seen this movie before. Had you guys seen the movie before? I remember watching it when I was young. Well, I guess it couldn't have been that young. I was I was what, eight when this came out? Seven? I just I was seven, I'll turn eight. Uh I remember watching when I was like when I was ten and being terrified because I was ten. And then I don't I didn't remember watching it until I was a teenager and I guess I forgot about it. I don't remember it didn't really leave that much of a impact on me. And then I watch it again now, obviously, and well, we'll get into that, Diva. <laughs> I, wa- <laughs> I watched it a couple times in the early 90s, and one scene that kind of sticks in my head is Gage's shoe rolling in the street after he gets hit by the truck. Um, but other than that, I didn't like, I don't remember having any sort of connection with the movie other than, like, you know, like you, when you see a movie that you haven't seen in a while, you're like, oh, this is how I felt about it. Like, when I watched this again, I was just like, I don't remember bits and pieces of the movie. Maybe I was just too young to really understand what was going on. But uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I think I'm on the same sideline as Lucho. Where, yeah, uh, I, I think I remembered the second movie more than I remembered this movie. I'm pretty sure I've never seen this one. I remember some scenes from the second one. Uh, Edward Furlong was in it, of course. Uh, but this movie was, uh, it's based off a Stephen King book. Uh, Stephen King stipulated that he had, when he sold the rights, originally he actually sold the rights to George Romero for like 10 grand or something like that in 1984, but he dropped out. I think the the movie, the book was released in 1983. And he, so he wrote the screenplay. Uh, he stipulated that he had to write the screenplay and that it had to be shot in Maine, uh, where the where the movie, is, where the book is set and obviously the movie is set and where I believe Stephen King lives and a lot of his stories take place. It's kind of like an M. Night Shyamalan thing where a lot yeah. of his stories take place in Pennsylvania, if not, you know, Philadelphia and specifically, uh, or Pittsburgh. I'm not exactly sure which one. Um, and so the movie was made for $11.5 million. I'm struggling to figure out what they spent the money on uh, other than actors, I think. Uh, Must have been prosthetics. It, I guess it had been, to have been, right? Yeah. Or maybe like the sites they had to go to. Like they had to just shoot on site. Yeah. yeah, to pay, shoot on yeah site. I had to pay for, crew. For my yeah, because um, the house site, that so. they were in was like, it was someone's actual house. And even the yeah. house that Judd lives in, um, that was another person's like real house. So they probably had to pay them some, some skrill to, to shoot yeah. in there. I was reading that they, that, that, that the Judd's house was a facade that they covered yeah. in like some, like like insulated things so they could burn it down without touching the house. 
Yeah. And later on in the film. So, yeah. Uh, this movie, inter- you know, it's also interesting. Obviously, there's a couple things that link this movie to some other movies we've recently done. Number one, like Devo mentioned before, obviously, there's a kid getting run over, uh, which was I didn't know that was going to happen. Obviously, you. Well, I knew about five minutes in that that was going to happen, but I didn't know that that was what was in the movie. So it was kind of weird to obviously see that happen in two consecutive movies that we reviewed. But also this movie is considered like a horror type movie, just kind of like Ravenous was and also directed by a woman. Her name was Mary Lambert, I believe, um, which I find interesting because generally, I don't know. First of all, how many female women directors are even in Hollywood? And then how many of them do horror films? Yeah, it just seems kind of rare, and we hit two of them, so that's kind of cool. I thought uh, the uh, Mary Lambert and the woman Mary Lambert who, also did Pet Cemetery two, uh, Cemetery too. Yeah, she did. She did. Um, and I think that had to do because she had built a relationship with Stephen King, and Stephen King really sort of held the creative rights to his work. It seemed like. Uh, well, I mean, she, according to this, she was like mostly like a, a music video director, and I guess she knew the Ramones. Yeah, she and she directed that's how she the, got into it. Yeah. She directed the video for Material Girl and Like a Prayer, Madonna. Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, and she like you said, like you said, Gucci knew the Ramones and actually Stephen King was a friend and the Ramones actually to go back to Gucci's um what what was it? Orchestral magnificence. Uh, There's no such thing in this film. No, <laughs> I, I, I will, I will argue that. There's one scene when um, uh, the mom Rachel is going to Judd's house after she hears um, Zelda calling out to her and Gabe uh-huh. calling out to her. So it's like towards the end. Yeah. Yeah, towards the end, and there was something in the background. I don't know if it was part of the music or part of the sound effects, but you could hear like it was. It wasn't church, but it was like this groaning, like evil cat sound. Oh, um, yeah, and I don't know yeah, if that yeah. was to signify church or if that was to signify the Wendigo, which we'll get into later. Yeah, um, but uh, I don't know. Like that mixed in with the music for that particular scene, I thought worked very well. But other than that, it's like typical '80s horror music, yeah. and it was garbage it was terrible and honestly the ramones there because they did that they did the the, the song for the end the, yeah, it's pet actually cemetery. called like it's called pet cemetery right oh my god yeah. it's so terrible but uh stephen king got it right when he did maximum overdrive because he had acdc do the yeah. entire soundtrack that's true anyways continue Clint. that was funny uh no it's uh and i guess you know she's the one that got the ramones to be able to 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 participate in the the film soundtrack uh, was right, the director right. because she had known them. Uh, now, before we get into the casting, I have some thoughts about that. There's one question that I think that we should address because it's one thing that I was trying to think about is the way that the word cemetery is spelled. Did you guys give it any thought? Because I have some thoughts. Um, uh, I read up on it, so I uh, know why it's misspelled. Because, and I they don't specifically say it in the movie, but when they're talking about the pet cemetery, it's all kids taking yeah, their pets there yeah. and burying them. So it's a kid that wrote that sign and obviously the kid was dumb and didn't know how to spell cemetery. Yeah. That's what I figured. Uh, yeah, I think that's what I looked up. That's what they said. Uh, what's what I got out of the internet on that, uh, which, okay. So if they wrote that sign, how'd they get it up there? A ladder? I'm guessing. Well, they're kids, man. They climb on things and they yeah. hammer things. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Or, may, Fair or enough. maybe their folks helped them. We don't know. I mean, who knows how long how long the thing's That's been true. up there, you know? There so. were quite a few adults that were aware yeah. of it and were involved in it. All right. So let's get into the casting here. So the first thing that I want to talk about is Tasha Yar. Yeah. 
Uh, she was the only. She wasn't the only person I recognized in the film, but she was the first person that I recognized. I didn't remember who the hell yeah, she I, was. I, I, had, I did not remember Denise Crosby being in this film, by the way. She got <laughs> she got et by the Shelly Act to go to this fucking film. So that's losing stuff right there. Was this? Uh, no, she did this before Star Trek. Okay. No, okay. this was eighty nine. She she wasn't she wasn't Star Trek from eighty seven to eighty eight. She was oh. in the first two seasons. So this is when she like left to try to become she, a film star? Uh, well, either, well, to be she, fair, she, she didn't leave Star Trek. She demanded more money and wanted yeah. a bigger role, and so yeah, they exactly. axed her. Yeah, they axed her. So she got at by the Sheliak. <laughs> now, did you see that there was a couple scenes where she was dre- where she was wearing an outfit where she had those shoulder pads that women the, used to wear from the, the 80s? Do you pads? remember that? No, those uh, are the, the 80s, 80s shoulder, shoulder pads. pads yeah. Those are the 80s shoulder pads. Do they still, they they still kind of... They look terrible. They look sexy. <laughs> no, you know what looked sexy was that she wasn't wearing a bra in some of those things. Oh, Gooch. They were nice and tight, but they were small, but they looked good. Gooch, there was a scene where she just had a a, a robe on, like yeah. a thin silk type robe, and she yeah. just had panties on and a tank underneath. I was like, yeah. Mm, mm, yeah, young Tasha Yars. As 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 a young man growing up in the late '80s, if you were a sci-fi geek, there are two women that caught your eye, and that was Denise Crosby as Tasha Yar and Martina Sirtis as yes. uh, Lieutenant Troy. Yes. Oh. Yes. I love Troy. And, uh, Sigourney Weaver from. Uh, oh God! Alien. Here we go. Oh, yeah, from Alien. Ooh. <laughs> so you're saying that's the sci-fi uh, lady Mount uh, Rushmore. <laughs> You've got it's 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 I mean, the it's baby's head be. would be Sigourney. Yeah, because she was, the alien was put, big. Over put, over over what's her fi- over Leia? Oh yes, no, Leia, Leia, Leia would be on there. Leia okay, would be on okay, there. okay, okay, okay. But but you there. think about it, you know, like she was she was Leia basically. Like if you're thinking about strictly '80s, you know, the '80s Mount Rushmore of the geek ladies. It would be definitely Carrie Fisher, definitely Sigourney um, Weaver. Sigourney Weaver. Um, would you put Denise Crosby on there? Because mean, uh, she was only like, she was only on Star Trek for that one yeah, year. Yeah, but she was memorable. Everyone knows her. Yeah, when they see her face, her. they know her. For me, I was all about Gates McFadden. Oh, I like Gates McFadden. She was sexy. Um, I, mean, I don't know. But the problem is, I don't know if she did any sci-fi. You, I mean, she did a lot of fantasy films. In the, in the, you could put uh, what's her face, the mm. tall chick from uh, Red Sonia. What's her name? Oh, 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 oh. Bridget Nielsen. Bridget, Bridget Nielsen. Yeah, but she, she didn't do any pro- sci-fi though. No, she didn't. Other than that, it was she fantasy though, right? Yeah, yeah, it was fantasy. So you can't really tell. You can't really put that up there. Okay, it's, so yeah. anyways, let's continue on. So the that'll be a different show. Yeah. The, uh, so the main character, the Doc. I don't know who the hell he was. Did you guys have you guys seen him I, anything else? I it's have. Weird. His face looks familiar, but I can't recall anything I've seen him in. And I tried looking up his IMDb, and I don't recognize a single thing. Uh, I've known him for like since like he was in uh, a lot of the uh, like TV shows I watched. Like he was like a few episodes of the CSI. Mm. Like I was looking this up. It was like he was always nothing but B movies. I don't think he's done anything that was A. And I this is a B movie to me, so I don't give oh, a damn what people yeah. say. So. Um, B minus. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. The the, the old dude, J- Jed. Of Judd. Judd. That's Herman Munster. That's it Herman. Paul. Uh, the judge from My Cousin Vinny. What yeah. did <laughs> it was one of his last roles. I mean, he was he croaked I think in '93. So you know, '89. Yeah. This movie was Fred made in Gwynn, rest in peace. Yep. Now, question about him. This old bastard was just downing Budweiser all movie. 
All movie. That's what you do when you live in Bangor, Maine. That's right. I mean, he. How many scenes do you think he had where he was either had finished drinking, was about to drink, or was drinking? Well, it's because he was trying to drown his sorrows. Because he knew, he knew what he got that that other the the poor main character into. He yeah. raised he raised his cat, knowing that they're probably have to give another life for it and shit. And so. and 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 I tip my glass to him because that night when. Uh, Lewis went to go bury Gage in the pet cemetery. Uh-huh. Judd is walking to his front porch. He's got a six pack of Bud, and he's just yeah. chilling there. And he just cracks one up. I'm like, you know what? That man who's gonna hang out on his porch all night and just drink beer. It's got my respect. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. I mean, that, that's all he did. Right? Uh, he'd always, and he was always passing a beer to Lewis. So, I mean, you know what? Yeah. He did. He did what? Yard work during the day and drank beers on the, the porch at night. The night yeah. Hey, that's um, the life. Uh. <laughs> And you convince a man to bury your your dead son in the pet cemetery. So yeah, no, uh, no, your cat because the son he didn't want the son to be buried there because he told him the story about the the guy with the uh, from World War Two coming back yep. and becoming a zombie. So having so, to burn him alive. <laughs> so now the the woman Missy, the chick that hung herself. Did you guys? I thought of this. I don't know if you guys thought this, but to me, when I first saw, it, I was like, she looks like the female Guy Pierce. Nope, did not read, cross my uh, mind at all. It, it didn't cross my mind. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now the son, the what's his face, Gage. Yeah. Dude, Devo, please tell me what's up with these white people? They mean their kids weird shit. Gage That's in this one. Sprog and Sprog in. Well, Sprog's different. That's a different country. That's a strong <laughs> Australian name. Gage is like Zach, like. <laughs> Uh, right. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, I didn't we know don't that. know, Devo. Please tell us. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of these standard white names. Not standard white names. But it's like, like Lance and 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 Lance Bryce. Is a good one. Um, I already said Brock. You get your, um, name your name your male ooh, male child. Seth Kelly is a good one. Seth is a good one. Oh uh, man. Now oh, this that little kid. I recognize the kid, of course. Obviously, he's from Kindergarten Cop. He's been, but he was a been a bunch of stuff. Well, he was in Kindergarten Cop. He was in um, Mercury Rising with uh, yeah, with uh, what's his face, uh, Bruce, Bruce Willis. Willis. Yeah, he yeah. was in Wes Craven's New Nightmare. It's yeah, a terrible film. I mean, if you're a child actor, what do you think the percentage of films that you have the ability to be in is related to horror? I mean, it's pretty high, right? Right. I mean, it's no, one like, of the main genres that you'll have a, a chance to get a gig in, right? Right. Well, I was reading that there were like people were there was a theory that like uh, this movie like messed this fool's brain up because like all the uh, no because it was like very it was you know all the horror scenes in it. Yeah. But like the the director was saying is like we never they never filmed any of the films uh, any of the scenes that was like that had the gore in it with them actually on the set. As you can uh, tell if you watch the movie when he's fighting against Lewis, it's like it's worse than the Chucky doll, I think. I basically thought it was the Chucky it was doll. it was terrible it was a well, terrible that, that's actually kind of a good segue too because I had this saved for it's just ridiculous but uh, do you think kids playing in horror movies like this like mess them up for life uh, I don't know I mean do you, I what think... do you think happened with the Exorcist chick she went, uh, didn't, well, didn't well, she, she said go a little nuts she, yeah. she did go a little bit nuts yeah but hers I mean, is a lot more intense than yeah, what Gage went through. You know, yeah. like honestly, I think what Gage went through, he just had to say some weird lines and he had to put on some weird makeup well, and hold like a a, a, a dull scalpel. Yeah. But um, do you think that he actually name? spoke those lines though? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No doubt. Well, I mean, the whole thing about it is though, it's like I think supposedly like the, the the filming itself was a bit more intense too. Um, 
for the exorcist like a bunch of shit went bad a person died you know all this all this weird other stuff happened um i mean she wasn't crazy enough she was in part two yeah so i mean i guess she needed she needed that fucking crazy money but like gage isn't like looking at his his dad and saying your mother sucks cocks in hell Yeah, exactly you know (laughs) fuck my pussy that was actually kind of let yeah, Jesus you make a fuck good point. me. Let Jesus yeah. fuck me. Yeah, but I mean, I, when you're that young, it may not be your choice. You know, this, your parents might kid, be pressuring you and all these things like that. True, you know? especially it's like it's like yeah. Hollywood, so we don't. But, we don't know. but still, like, even though it's not your choice, it's still going to affect you. And um, you know, the fact that this kid did Wes Craven's New Nightmare, and uh, you know, it sounds like he he's living a normal life and he seems to be happy. I mean, just what you're yeah, able I mean, to catch up with I mean, on the internet, but like. We, Exactly. I was going to say the same thing. Like, we hasn't committed suicide. We haven't heard that he's gotten any DUIs, been a druggie. I mean, I guess he dodged the bullet of being, you know, the so-called Hollywood. Compare him to Jake yeah. Lloyd, right? Exactly. After Star Wars, Jake Lloyd went off the deep end. Well, people hated him. That's why. I and mean, look at the kid who played Alexander from uh, Star Trek. Uh, Worf's kid. People hated him, like, though. Huh? <laughs> people didn't like Alexander. No, but still, like, like he, like because no of that, like he, kid, like he got like tats all over his neck. He's yeah. like, wasn't he like mugging people? And I guess so. I, I mean, whatever. like I said, most most child stars have to, I guess, go through that thing, of course. But you know what was like, weird is that that kid's not he's not a, a twin. No, he's a single guy. He's like, and a so they, they cast him, and they were a little no, worried he's a about single that. Guy. He's a single guy. He's a single person. Yeah, of course, single person. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because you know, a lot of times they they cast twins so that the kids can like you know they can work the long hours because one works yeah. half of them and the other one works half. Of but they yeah he, the, the, she just fought to have this kid in there. And this kid was able to do it. I mean, obviously you notice that he's not in a lot of the major scenes. There's find they find some way to write him out of the scene, but yeah, uh, getting hit by a truck. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, but he's, he's, it didn't hey it didn't stop him from from he still had more scenes after that. Uh, he did. Stephen King was the pastor at the funeral. I thought that was a cool, almost Stan Lee-ish little, little thing. I, although I guess maybe Stan Lee did. Nah, Stan Lee has some lines. I thought it was kind of funny. This, I mean, if you don't know what Stephen, what Stephen King looks like, you're not going to know. Like these, maybe young people wouldn't know, but obviously we do, and it, you see it right away. I thought that was yeah. kind of funny. Yeah. But apparently he cameos in a lot of his movies. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That makes sense. Then, did you? Uh, now the let's talk about Zelda. It's a dude. It is a dude, of yeah. course. Yeah. That plays that. Now, I did never saw the movie. I did not expect that. When that scene first came in, I was like, whoa, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't remember fuck? at all. Yeah, I don't remember it either. I, I don't. Did you think, to me, I thought that was the most disturbing part of the film, was that character. What did you guys think? Mm. Uh, uh, honestly, I thought... Aside so, from the kid getting hit by the... Trump. Well, I, I honestly, I don't think anything was disturbing of the film. But, okay, um, well, I, that, okay, I'm asking Devo. Gooch, Gooch, you're 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 just well, I mean, desensitized. Well, I, mean, I, I guess the problem is he looks so ridiculous. To be honest with you, I mean, I, <laughs> it looks like a fucking guy in some pla- in some makeup. Well, he looked like a zombie yeah. for sure. First it, and it, it didn't look like a zombie. He looked he, he kind of looked emaciated, but it, it was a. I think I looked up to see they if try to make him look like that, too that much like a woman. Well, I think they had to try to do something. But I, they tried I, to make I, him look ghostly or something. I, I, I understand, I and mean, they were supposed to be. Supposed but people to be do do that in meningitis. The whole yes. twisting and the wrenching yeah. and all that stuff. It's, that that, that was, yeah, that, that's fine. But, uh, but that was still disturbing. <laughs> Actually, you this know, was the a most, lot, that stuff is fine. I thought the I, you know I I had forgotten that uh, the lady that you know that plays uh, Missy. I had forgotten that she hung herself. 
So oh, I was, in the movie. In the movie, I I had forgotten. Yeah. So I was just, I looked down at my I looked down on my phone for a second to go look at some look at some stats or some, some you know the, some trivia for Pet Pet Cemetery. Then I look up and she had like a she was writing a note and then boom she was dead. I was like oh okay I was like, afraid, I was forgot a, about that. It's a little bit graphic too actually. Yeah, the way they I, did I, it. I, and and like I, I thought that was the most like uh, I I didn't expect part. Everything else was. Did fine. Did you feel but. like that kind of came out of nowhere? Yeah I I totally felt that came out of nowhere. and I I think that's what the most surprising thing about it. I mean I. I, I thought she was going to be some sort of weirdo that like just tries to get because I had forgotten this a lot of this film right yeah um or maybe I blocked it out when I was a kid I, I don't remember I thought that I, I didn't think it was disturbing but out of all the out of everything out of the the movie I thought that was the most shocking per se yeah well because when it happened I was like okay yeah it, it was like, it felt like it was unnecessary but almost necessary at the same time you know. Because the movie was getting kind of slow at that point, to be honest. Well, because like I, I think she knew what was going to happen, and so she's like, "I don't want to f- fuck with this anymore." So I'm out. <laughs> so see ya. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so before we move on to the script, doctor, I just have one last question for you guys. Um, I well, it's just I thought the acting was was terrible in this whole oh. movie overall. It was so tell it was so telegraphed. And a lot of it was cut very slowly. Did you guys notice? That's what I wanted to ask you. Did you guys notice there was a lot of times where someone said their line and then there was like an extra little like split second where it seemed so mechanical and robotic Mm. and they weren't, it wasn't like they were actually having a conversation. It was just like, they were just like looking at each other for a split second. Did did you guys Uh, catch mm -hmm. that? It was terrible, dude. It was, yeah, it was, it was was rough. It was not like, yeah. And, And apparently I guess. I was like I said I was reading some more some more of the like the the trivia I guess um, all three of the family members so Ellie which is the daughter is it Ellie or Ella Ella I don't know, Ellie Ellie uh, Lewis and uh, um, these Crosby's character I guess they all have the Shining no and that's what they're saying. not they all had the what uh, no because the Shining because, because they were saying because because it's it's a plot device that that see as Stephen King apparently uses in his film and his most many of his books were. People that have some sort of empathic abilities will oh. see, uh, like ghosts and and hear stuff to kind of premonitions. Except for Ellie, I guess in the book Ellie is actually empathic. Yeah, I think it's only the dad and Ellie that have the shining, and I think yeah. Ellie is a lot stronger with yeah, it. Yeah. Um, Denise Crosby, she was influenced by the ghost. The ghost, that right, ghost that show, the... show that he could influence other people. Right, right. But right, she right. never the, saw the, the ghost. No, so but she like, probably. like she'd be like, "What was she saying?" And he was like, "He was like, not Poshkow, Poshkow." And she's like, "Poshkow," and he was disincorporated. Was <laughs> she saying disincorporated? And like, so like, he was able to yeah. push people uh, into like what where he wanted them to go. Um, uh, the the fact that um, the dad was able to see him so clearly showed that he had the shining. Yeah. And the fact that the daughter, like, she had the dreams and she saw everything. Like she was able to tell the future, so she yeah. had the Shining for sure. And yes, this is the same Shining from the movie The Shining, the Shining with yes. Jack Nicholson. Yeah. And I, I, what, I was, what I was just trying to get that is that there was a lot of like the rough cuts were a lot had to do with those things. Oh, where you're saying was, that there was like a moment where they were like, yeah, thinking there was, to each other or something exactly. like that. Exactly. So got it. I, there was like there was talking, and then there was like I guess some vision, or they, they try to make it seem like that way, and that's where like the rough cuts came in. It was very very bad. 
Okay. Not, not only not to mention that the acting was bad and then that was bad. <laughs> yeah. I and, noticed that a lot more at the beginning of the movie, like yes. the first half of the movie. Yeah. Uh, and then once once God, the movie the, the acting is once bad. once Gage gets killed, then it's like it's a little bit more like it's just like Mad Max, right? Once a kid gets killed, um, but like it's that point, and then it kind of like picks up a little bit, you know. But still, do the acting is terrible. Uh, uh, okay, so let's get into the script here. So the first thing I thought was interesting is, you know, they do the old opening credits and they show the cemetery and everything. The first animal that they showed was a skunk, which I thought was weird because they never showed a skunk in any other situation. I don't know what the significance of that like, was. Like the skunk being buried or what? No, it was like no, a skunk like a was little, crawling skunk, around. Yeah, it's just like ran around. It was like it was running around the, on like in an open field. You know, it was like it's like a, it's like the woods. So maybe they yeah. made it to, to seem like that's it's you know it's actually a, a really wooded area. Maybe that was also to signify know. that the ground has turned sour. Sour, yeah, it's possible. The milk's gone sour. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the. Okay, so in the very beginning, when they when they're asking him where the trail goes, right? And Jed is that Judd? Judd? Judd. 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 The guy's name. He, they ask Judd, and he says he doesn't tell him, right? So then later on, he tells the doc. Now, if you were Judd, would you have told them at all? Well, there's. I didn't really pick up on this, but. When after I read it, and then as I was watching it, I kind of picked up on it. Um, there's the ghost of the kid that died, who's supposed to be like the good spirit, because he's preventing, he's telling Lewis not to do what he's going to do. Like you shouldn't have broken the barrier. Don't do it. Don't do it. And then there's Judd, who is more of the evil character. You know, he's like, "Hey, your cat's dead. Why don't you go bury it and bring it back to life?" But then he knows like what's going to happen. And then he even says, like, once I did that, I murdered your son because the evil spirits come after your son. So, um, Judd, so I thought that Judd was, like, was evil. Yes. Wow. I mean, he seemed truly remorseful when he realized the, you know, the what happened. That like I think after so. the kid died. Yeah. No, I mean, like, I think so. But like, even when Church was. When he called over Lewis and, and Church was dead in his yard, like he's standing there in this hood, and it's like all like he looks like Emperor Palpatine, you know. Well, well, I mean, the whole thing was that he told them was that you could only you, like he told uh, uh, Judd told Lewis said he said that it's only for a you know a temporary thing, and you need to kill him after Ellie comes back. He needs to die again, otherwise shit will hit the fan. And he never did that part. Because that was yeah. on, that was the way to stay. That's when Stupid he stopped. Ass Lewis. That's when he stopped. Remember when he when he talks about Fido, Bingo, with his dog. The only way, <laughs> the only way to stop it was that he he had to kill him. He had to do it because he's the one that oh, rezzed yeah, him. Because he because he even says, um, uh, and yeah, not, Lewis not is Ellie's like, oh, Ellie's happy. Ellie got her cat back, and then Judge is like, no, he's yeah, yours now. He's yours now. Yeah, he he's yeah, the he one that, needed, that he's the one that needed to you know to end it. That's why the cat was so antagonistic towards. Lewis, because she, the cat knew his, his its end. Because it was by his, it had to be by his end. Now, would you have just killed the cat? I mean, there's so yes. many times where he would have just stupid. Well, first of all, you don't go and do the, you don't bury the cat. But I mean, like, I would have killed the cat a couple times. There's a couple moments where I would have been like, look, that cat's look, Clint, look, Clint. There's only one person <laughs> of the skin color that can correctly answer this question. 
And that hey, is a friend. Hey, hey, Devin. Gooch, Gooch, Gooch. I might have the skin color. No, you're half. Okay, what half? What's half? What half would you have done? What was your white well, half? Would have done? Well, that's the problem. The other half of me would have just not even. I'd have been like, we're not. We're moving. No, I would have. I would have told but, him like, look, sorry, sweetheart. The the, the cat got run the over. Cat's dead. You, the cat's dead. Yeah. What can you do? Well, like, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I would have been a man like, and told her. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I would have just been like, it's just a cat. And I'm I'm with Lucho. Like, if the cat got ran over, because the stupid thing was, he made the promise that nothing would happen in church. But for whatever reason, they live on a f- highway. And that is a very dangerous area. And even Judd's like, animals die here all the time. That's why there's a pet cemetery over there. And uh, guess what happened? The fucking cat died. So well, I don't understand why they didn't put up a, a fence. So stupid. Well, a cat would have run over the fence. I mean, I know, but say, like, it may have saved the, the kid, kid, but yeah, they, yeah. The, yeah but the even cat. still, like, like imagine like living there. And, like, what happens if like one of those trucks who, for whatever reason, are, are busting ass around that corner, like they blow just a tire? Pile, They're just going to the barrel house. right into yeah. the damn house. Yeah, I know. Uh, now, two things that you mentioned, Devo. Number one, the promise. This fool was super tooty with his wife about that promise. He did not want to make that promise, which I thought yeah. was interesting. And the other one is when they first go to the cemetery, the wife is like, is like kind of super aggro to the old man. Uh, and I feel like you see two moments where there's sort of this thing that the, the, the adults in that household are trying to fight against. And yet they still succumb to this, you know, both ways. I thought it was kind of interesting. Succumb how? Uh, well, well the- I, I know about Lewis, but how did how did the, the wife succumb uh, because she still went in there, you know she didn't well, want to go in could, at all. Yeah, but she she went in because she heard her sister, and then she's like, "Huh?" And then her sister's voice turned into to a well, she flipped gauge. out. She snapped yeah. at one point. So yeah, that's what I mean. Like succumbed. You know what I mean? Um, oh, gotcha, gotcha. Like she succumbed to like whatever. I don't want to say temptation because I don't think it was temptation, but like you know, whatever the the spirits were doing to them. And it, you know, also there's this. Uh, <laughs> Did you guys think it was like a Native American type of curse type of land or something like that? Because I know yeah. that he has that. Obviously, he, that's what he, that's he says. exactly what they say. In that's the movie. exactly yeah. what was said. Even the, yeah. they said they, it, it used to be an ancient burial ground, but the Native Americans stopped using it because the land went sour. Yeah, that's exactly oh, what the fuck he said. The milk gone sour. The milk gone and sour. And I got I got to give a shout out here because the the Native Americans for that burial ground were called the Micmacs. Yeah. And I used to have a brand of goalie sticks called Micmac. So what up? There you That's, go. It, is that what was that company named after that? Um, that I don't know if it was named specifically after that, but um, I mean they're Canadian. They're into their Native American roots. So, <laughs> so when he was lucid dreaming, the when he when the guy the guy that got his head hit uh, and by the you know it came back to him and was the the this I guess benevolent spirit, he was like warning him. And uh, he, when he woke up, his feet were dirty. So, do you think that that minute happened, or it's just one of those horror tropes that, like, it didn't happen? It's just like, you know, magical. What? What did you guys? How did you guys interpret that? I think it meant. I think that meant it happened. Yeah, like, me he, too. He went out to the pet cemetery and like laid down and fell asleep there. Okay. Well, well, I think I think what happened was uh, I agree that he did go out there, but that he uh, between him falling asleep, actually, he wandered back home and fell asleep. Okay, so you think he really went? Okay, yeah, I think I think he really went. Yes. Now, after that, when you woke up the next day, for me, I'd be like, "Honey, 
you know, it's, Maine is a beautiful place. You know, neighbor's a nice guy. Looks a little suspicious, but he's a nice, nice enough guy. You know, uh, we just <laughs> bought this new house. You know, I got a doctor, and uh, but I just woke up with uh, you know a bunch of dirt on my feet. So we got to move. So another thing too is is he was the new doctor at the, what the University of Maine? I don't know whatever that town is. I think he was the town doctor. Oh, the town, not a university doctor. Because I thought I read somewhere where he was going to be like a university doctor. And it's like, if you're a university doctor, then why are you living out in the boondoggles? Mm. It must be some northern maniers. Because, like, I mean, if you looked at the, if you look at the shirts, (laughs) if you look at the shirts that the when they they bring in Pasdow, what's his name? Pardow. Uh, let me see. Uh, Victor Pascal, Pascal, Victor Pascal into the into like the infirmary area. They they were all wearing university shirts. Okay. I just couldn't. I just couldn't get what the what university it was. But maybe that. Maybe yeah. that. So maybe that university, that medical center, is the main one for the city. For that, for like that be, county or something. Yeah. 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 Uh, and like, and and kind of going back to that scene when Pascal first gets brought in, and the doctor, you know, basically calls him dead. He's sitting there with the body, and like the dude's like brain is still like pulsating blood. And he's just sitting there trying to have like an open heart conversation with like this dead body. It's like, and like he's telling him like all like the shortcomings he is as a husband. And then all of a sudden, like Pascal comes alive. It's like, are you that crazy to like, you know, have your confession with like a still bleeding dead body in front of you? <laughs> I thought that was good. Honestly, <laughs> uh, I, I, I thought that was. Good. I thought Victor Pascal was the best character out of the whole film. So. so, so let me guess: when Rachel comes back and like for whatever reason half her face is missing and like she's like, "Hi, honey," and like pus just starts coming out of her eye and they start making out, like that made you a little hard. Well, he's the gooch. Well, I mean, you know what? It's funny because I thought I'm like, "Damn, she's gonna be hot again," and then they showed her face. I was like, "Oh, that eye is kind of pussy." But when. <laughs> But when like they didn't show her pussy face, I'm like, damn, she's looking good. She's all dirty, but she's looking good. <laughs> just throw her in the bath. Yeah, just wash so her up, clean her off. Go. Get, give her a phantom, phantom of the uh, phantom of the menace, phantom of the opera mask. And well, she looked like phantom of, the, <laughs> phantom of the menace. I love phantom that. Phantom of the menace. <laughs> uh, so when okay, now that first of all, that cat was stiff as a board when they picked it up when it first died. I don't oh, know yeah. how Dude, long that, it had been that there. fool was peeling it off the ground. It was stuck. Dude, would that would, would that be the it way was, that it would be? It was fake. Oh yeah. I mean, you never. You guys have never like. Well, I, I don't know how long it's been there. Uh, it, it for it to be that stiff, it had to have been there for a while. Mind I you. would at assume it'd be overnight at least. At, at, you know, I mean, I've had to pick up dead animals off the side of the road before and like throw them away because they were like and. If they've been there for a long time, they are as stiff as a board. If they're freshly killed, <laughs> they're uh, they're just. It's like before rigor, rigor mortis kicks in. It's they're like they're just they're like a with a magoo. How long yeah. does it take for rigor mortis to kick kick in? I, and I don't know, a couple hours. Uh, oh yeah. So if that, if, uh, if if it got hit like in the middle of the night, then it looks like it was probably and, early and, and, afternoon. And especially since like it was Maine during Thanksgiving, so I'm assuming it was cold. So I, that's why it got so it got so stiff. So. Okay, so after after they get the cat, and they're you know the old dude is like telling him you know come with me to the pet cemetery or wherever the bur- whatever burial ground. Now, I, okay, this is one of those moments where like you're watching a horror film and you know that someone's gonna do something really stupid, and then you are talking to the person like, dude, don't do it. Why are you doing this, dude? Don't do it. And I had that moment. I had that reaction to that scene because obviously the spirit 
in the dream, the dude with his head, the Pascal dude said, don't go over there. Like explicitly said, don't go over there. I get it's a dream, but still. So then I'd be like, why are you going? And then the old dude's like, don't stop. Don't look down. I'm like, nah, nah, you know the way? Cool. You could do it yourself. Here's a cat. Go for it. And then he goes, and then there's like some sound and he's like, what's that? And the guy's like, just a loon. I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? A loon? What does that mean? A person? <laughs> and then. No, a loon's a bird. Yeah, it's a bird. Okay. It's a bird. And then, he, and I'm like, nah, we going back. We, we going back. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm dipping out. And then we get, so then they, they go up to like, after a rock climbing expedition, up a bunch of, up a bunch of like cliffs and shit. And they get to the top and there's like some, some satanic looking burial place. And the guy's like, well, now it's on you. you you're going to, I'm like, dig what fucking grave? I'm not digging no fucking grave. I shouldn't even ever even come up here. I was like, this is, this is preposterous. Well, the problem is though, Clint, is that we're looking at it through eyes of a, a rational, not, not yeah. a horror movie trope character. Cause I'm with you, Clint. I'm like, look, first of all, <laughs> this guy died right in front of me. And then I saw, I saw him like get up and talk to me. And then I had a dream about this guy. And you know what? If he's telling me not to go up there, I'm fucking not going. Because <laughs> either one, I'm going insane. Or two, there's a fucking ghost haunting me. And uh, one thing I didn't like is that this man of science who dedicated probably most of his you. life to yes. science yes. is all of a sudden like, oh, there's a place where I can resurrect a cat. Yeah, oh, exactly. That makes total perfect damn total sense. Perfect sense. Let me yeah. go do that. Yeah. I and was, then he gets crazy. You know what, Devo? It's funny that you mentioned that because I was I I was waiting for the scene where he was gonna try to get like blood from the cat and take it to the to the to the laboratory and try to see what it was made of or figure out like what was it. he no, just that's like took Pet it like Cemetery it was two. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because okay. Pet Cemetery two, the, the main character, like one of the characters, is actually a, a vet, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, he's this one's just the doctor. He's the doctor. Yeah. Well, he should. Well, I guess you're right. He's just the doc. He even he uh, even says people. it. He even says like I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but people I'm not came back too. I'm not a vet, but you know the guy with the cat. He's like, I'm not a vet, but that guy was like, that cat was dead. <laughs> yeah, D E D D E D dead. Yeah. <laughs> so when the cat comes back, first of all, he's like super scared of the cat, uh, and the cat had like those weird eyes. But he was like holding that cat a little bit too rough. If I was that cat, I would have scratched his ass too, right? Uh, well, he's probably trying to protect himself. Well, the whole thing was that before, like before he had never. First of all, the cat smelled like fucking a corpse because he was dead, and 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 he's an, uh, the cat's an abomination. They and they just let it like sit on the couch and, uh, and you know and even this and that. even I'd be like no, nah, I'm cool. Even the I'm little cool. girl was like, "Pu, you stink!" And she like kicked him out the door. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but Did they, they have the, kitty shampoo. Yeah, <laughs> what were they waiting so long for? I don't know. No, the uh, problem the problem is is that the is that Lewis was supposed to kill the damn cat. If after, you would have, after I bet you saw the cat. I bet after you saw the cat, like he, like he would have to run over with a, his own car or something like that. <laughs> and like, oh my god, you know. Well, and Gooch, then, Gooch, right. hold on, hold on, Gooch. The way that he actually did kill the cat, he like did it very humanely. He, he well, I mean, injected the, the, it, the, and the, your 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 solution is to just run over the cat. Well, the problem is, is that you had to make it believable for your for your your Got child. Oh, okay, okay. Because if enough. you like, if you drug her cat, dude, you're on freaking murder. She's never gonna love you, but if you yeah, actually she's not gonna know, know. That he well, if, you, cat. If, if you accidentally run it over with your car, um, honey, I'll get you another cat. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yo, if if she walks in the room and you've got the needle inside the cat, then yeah, yeah. you got busted. But yeah, if she busted. wakes up and the cat is laying there, just dead. Out, then it's like, hey, sorry, uh, you honey. Make, yeah, you make a lie. Yeah, I guess you can make him a lie. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I suppose. But so. all right, so here's the thing. 
Um, I'd still church dies. Know. Church dies, and then Judd's like, "Well, you want to spare her the pain and the heartache of losing her cat, so bury it and have it come back to life." And then he's like, "But you got to kill it again." So like, you're going to the 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 animal got killed, and that's going to cause grief for the daughter, right? But she's probably going to get over it. But then you're going to bring it back to life and have the zombie cat only to have to kill it again. And then she's still going to go through that grief knowing that her cat died. Like, she's going to be there for the death. Like, that it made no sense I, I, to me. The only thing that, that, that came to me was that maybe because she's the one that helped bury it. Maybe it, it helps with the, the grieving process. But it, I'm with you, Devo. It makes no fucking sense. Yeah. No sense. It just caused more problems in the long run. <laughs> yeah, it did. Look, it had to kill the whole family. You know what's funny <laughs> is when he and 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 then when the Jeb Judd tells him the story of his dog. Now, there's a couple things here. Number one, the mom looked like she was dressed for the 1800s or something. I was like, how old is this old bastard? <laughs> I was like, when he was tw- when he was like fifteen years old, it was like it was like eighteen nineties or yeah, what the like, hell? This shit looked like it was fucking little prairie, like little house of the prairie. And then he tells the story about the World War II guy, and I was like, okay, how uh, he was like a young man? He was still like he was like thirty then. Yeah, I was like, how old is yeah. this whole fuck? And that made me like wonder if he was some type of zombie, but I guess he wasn't. Uh, and then no, my, my my thing was that why didn't he tell Lewis about his own dog in the first place? I'm sure if he would have helped, if he would have told him like, "Oh yeah, by the way, I did this when I was a kid, and my dog he became a zombie dog, um, and uh, started attacking people, and I had to put it down." Uh, yeah, I think that would have been useful information before he fucking brought back the cat. Yeah. Although the weird thing was the cat didn't really attack people like that, except for him. But well, it's because it's because he was the he, he was the you know the one that was gonna kill kill it. That's why. Yeah, I suppose you're right. But she was uh, still more antagonist towards others than said before. The now when he tells him, let me get this. Quick, let me, I I was like, he's he told him the story, the doc. He told the doc the story, and then the first question the doc asks, has anyone buried a person up there? I'm like, what the fuck is is that a, the normal next question that you're gonna ask when he tells you some story about some about people, uh, you know, about burying their their pets in a pet cemetery that come back to life? Would that be your normal next question? Not for me. Not but for me, me neither. I was like, okay. Honestly, I'd get up and leave the door. I'd get out the door because I'm like, obviously this man is mentally disturbed. Yeah. Yeah, That's what I would say. And then the crazy thing is he says, oh, well, actually, yes. I was like, Jesus. Okay. Uh, Now, another one. There is a scene, the bathtub scene with the doc. It's like a classic horror trope scene. Now, why was that scene with the doc and not Tasha Yar? Because Tashiar was not in town. I know, yeah. but why couldn't they have written it in the script where she did the scene instead of him? I didn't need to see him do that scene. That's not like you said. That's not like you saw any wing. I know, but I if, if Tashiar was in the in the scene, maybe we could have seen something. Oh, I see. You just you're just trying to see some titty. Yeah. That's all it is. I'm yeah. a man. Um. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I just <laughs> it was I, it was bad. <laughs> I, I honestly don't know what to say there, Clint. <laughs> now, okay. The the stupid fuck. Of course, this Wait, which fool one? There's go, a lot of them. Well, the 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 doc. Okay. This fool goes and gets his son. I was like, Doug. After what happened with the cat, after what Judd told you, he just must have snapped, right? 
Because yeah, it makes no crazy. sense. No, he, he went, went nuts. He went nuts. He went nuts. Yeah. Okay. But he's a doctor. He's a doctor, man. It just doesn't... If they made him like a different profession, I could see it. But the fact that he was a doctor seems a weird combination with some of the stuff I, that he did. This is going to bleed over into some other segments of the show, but I felt that if if they would have showed the doctor in a different sort of... How do I put this? Demeanor before the kid died then I think it would have been much more believable that he did actually snap and lose his mind. But the way he was acting throughout the entire film, I couldn't tell like what he was feeling emotionally about anything in his life. Like, like he was the same when they first moved in the house, when he's super happy. He was the same when the kid died. He was the same when Tasha Yar is about ready to slice his neck. Like there was no change in any sort of his emotion. So it's like, when he is thinking about putting, you know, digging up Gage, it's like, I don't know, like, it just felt like you're supposed to know that he's gone crazy, but it's really hard to tell with the way that that actor was just portraying everything. I think um, there was a small interaction between him and Ellie right after Millie, uh, her, her funeral. And, uh, like the daughter asked, like you know, do you believe, where do you know, is she gonna go to heaven? You know, this bullshit and right, and like, he was like, sure, of course they're gonna go to heaven, you know. And then like she asked him, like, do you believe that? And he tries to like he starts backtracking. He's like, well, I think you know, he, he says something like to the extent where he um is like, I think we continue on. I think he said. And then he's like, no, no, of course I believe. And then he backtracks and he's like, no, no, of course I believe they go into heaven. I think I think that's like kind of like the ambiguity that they wanted to portray onto him. So where then mm. he could he would he could easily break to believe that, you know, if there is no God, you know, that allow you know his kid to get run over by this truck, and I brought my cat back. Fuck it, I'm gonna bring my 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 boy back. That yeah, I think yeah. that's they were trying to get to. But you're absolutely right. It was very poorly acted, and it's hard to get to that. I think it's the only thing that I was trying to get together. That could put together. Other other than that, interaction between him and his daughter makes no fucking sense. <laughs> this fool was like, "I'll bust you out, son." I'm like, "What are you getting him out of jail or something?" I was like, like, "Dog, what is this?" And then when he's, uh, that's what he said, right? That's what he, he said. I'm busting you out. I'm busting you out, son. I was like, bust him out of what? Fool's dead. Um, <laughs> and then uh, when the when the police come and they shine the light, they literally shine it on him. They would have seen him. Yeah. They would have seen him. I was and like, his okay. jacket on the gravestone and yeah, the grave I know, that's I know. been oh, dug he up. He dug up a grave. Hole. Yeah. With a bunch of dirt on the side. And they're like, oh. Those are terrible okay. cops. They put their glasses on. Now, are we already in like this? Just so ridiculous. I think the territory? whole thing is just so ridiculous. This is whole, I'm not right. there yet, but you know, we. Just, I'm, I'm sure got we, a, just, I've got a I'm, list. I'm sure we covered plenty. We'll of keep it going. We'll keep so going. We'll keep okay. Going, yeah. uh, now, it obviously, must have been very fun for the kid to come back as a zombie. But I thought that at the beginning. But now Devo mentioned it could have been horrific in some ways and maybe traumatizing. So maybe it doesn't seem now. Now you're gonna have me thinking about this every time I watch a little a, a movie with a little kid. Uh, as mm-hmm. like the main as the main antagonist, but let me get this straight. Now, first of all, uh, if you're the old dude, if you're Ju- Jud Jeb Jud 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 J U D write it down J U D. If you're Jud, if you're Herman Munster, and you know the story of everything that happened, and you hear the little kid's voice after you already told the doc not to do it, you knew he was going to do it anyways. 
and the kid zombie kids in your house, you see the footprints. Now I'm not going in the house. I don't know about you guys. I'm not going in the house. I'm, I'm going to go across the street. I'm going to tell, I'm going to wake up the doc and I'm going to say, doc, your kid's in there. You fucking go get him. Right. And he even walks up. He's like, he's like, Gage, is that you playing up there? It's like, he knows, what did you like, think he was already knows it's Gage. Yeah. No, the funny and thing like, about he, it, he walks into the room, he's all, I got something for you. And he opens up the, the jackknife. The, no, it, he opens a pocket knife. A pocket knife? A little jackknife. A Swiss army knife. Now, that kid sliced his Achilles, dog. That was brutal. It wasn't even a slice. It was like he like dug like, into yeah, it. Yeah, like slowly yeah. cut into that thing. Which I don't know if that kid would have the that, strength to do and, that, but into that he had like abnormal strength well, apparently. Dude, he he climbed up into an attic and dove at his father like he was <laughs> Jeff know, Hardy I, off the top. Well, of he a cage. hung his mom. Yeah. How? Yeah. So yeah. so you, you, when you got those Micmac superpowers, he must you do have whatever superpowers. You want. Now the cat and the kid were like working together, even though. Yeah, because they're evil spirits. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you think that? Now I have a question. Do you think that the kid was possessed, or do you think it was just a the kid was changed? Um, because the way the kid talked was like out of personality. I think it was both. Uh, I think he yeah. was evil, and then to fuck with his mom, like the 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 spirit of the the sister. Like I don't know if it possessed him, but it kind of he kind of used those feelings that she had. For, of her sister, like the fearful feelings, and use her against use them against her, because she like yeah. he like dressed up as his sister from that painting. That was that weird little outfit that he was in when he first when she first runs into. But him. wasn't he wasn't he buried in that? No, he wasn't buried because if you notice, like See, when he that's what I was that's what I was wondering too. Why was he dressed like that? I it, thought he it, was buried like that. No, I don't think so. It was it's it's like if he's in it's like an uh kind of like a foreshadowing. It was a foreshadowing to that that picture of her. Of the of her, of her older sister when she was younger, I mean she was an ugly little girl. To be honest with you, if she dressed like that, but um, but, but yeah, where would she where did he get the outfit from? Because she's fucking supernatural, fool. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, did, like, did you not notice that all of a sudden he was walking around with a cane and a top hat? Yeah, <laughs> looking Which like was, a player. That's what made me think he was possessed and not actually, yeah. you know, the little kid. Uh, now. Why now? This is obviously the same thing I asked before with the old dude. But why did she go in there by herself? Like maybe go get your husband first. Maybe. I mean, you came this fucking far. You came all the way from Chicago to Maine. Maybe you could go talk to your husband before you go inside. Well, she heard her kid, man. She, well, first she heard her sister, yeah, which sure kind of yeah. like drew her attention, and then she heard a kid, and then like it was just all downhill from there. Yeah, it was. She was donezo by that time. And then this, then this. Oh, so a couple now. When he now the way he the, the old way that the doc tranked the cat was the smartest thing he did all movie. Just kill the cat first and foremost. Yeah. Just kill the cat. You don't have to worry about the cat jumping on your fucking neck and when you're about to you know take out your own son and all this crazy shit. That was smart. Now when the killer kid came back, I didn't think this was a killer kid movie. Did you guys know that going in? Yeah, I did. I did because I'd seen it before. Yeah. Um, I actually remember the part with the the lady killing herself. And yeah. then, of course, he has to take his wife out to the to the cemetery like a dummy. Like a dummy, of course, dude. Of course. Now, now what did the son do to her? I uh, thought he, he just hung her. her. No, her face was cut off. 
Yeah, it's like yeah. She, she must have bit her face or something because that that face was fucked the up. Cat, the cat, the cat, ate her face. Or I something? don't know. Or? I don't know what, but that face, like half her face, was like just was gone. It was it was all pussy and disgusting and. But you still kind of hot though. Oh, of course, yeah. For like a zombie, <laughs> she's like zombie hot. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but okay, but the last thing before we get to just over the original ending, she's supposed to just put her hand on his shoulder and that was it. You never saw her, but then they, um, they reshot it and they trying to make it more graphic. So yeah. maybe that's why they, they maybe that's why they, they did that. It wasn't originally supposed to be in the script. Okay. So it's just so ridiculous. Now, the first thing I want to do is I want to let Devo talk about the same thing that he talked about last week with Mad Max and it's these fucking parents that just are absent, very absent-minded about the way that they let their kids walk around in a yard, like, in, a, in a field of lawn. And I don't know... So, all right. So, it's one thing to be in a park or an enclosed space where there's just a giant play area and your kid's just running around doing their thing. When you are living on the edge of a killer highway <laughs> and you know that these semi-trucks are just ripping ass through your space, like... I would think that you would keep a better eye on them, especially when they already had one scare where the kid was almost going to run in the street and then Judd had to pick him up and save him. Like you already went through that. So like you got to keep, you got to be on your toes and you know that animals die basically probably on the daily with all the trucks that are just hauling ass through there. Um, exactly. So you just, never, you're, you never let your guard down. Ever. Yeah. You can't. Even if it's not a, some perilous situation like that, some dangerous situation. Exactly. Like, even if, you're just, if, you, if you just are at the park, because someone might take your kid. I mean, obviously, that's like a more of a modern thing now. Probably not 1989 right. Maine, but still. Yeah. Uh, just the fact that, I mean, sure, they're playing with the, the kite and the kite goes away and he's, you know, the dad's turned around. But like, he's got his back completely to the kid and the kid just starts running off and like... <laughs> I don't know. Like that's not how a parent would be in the, like a true parent would be in that situation. So <laughs> like you said, especially after the first scare, the first scare would have, you know, made every other parent in the world think twice about the situation. I would have built a fence first, first and yeah. foremost. And that would have been the first thing that was stupid. I, maybe they were only there for like a week. I get it. But still, you know, uh, I wouldn't let the kid go outside until we built that fence. Now the kid, now I got two things. Number one, the dude that got hit by the truck that was the ghost, his head is like splattered open, right? Yeah. The cat wasn't even flattened, wasn't messed up, had a little bit of blood, and the kid looked like nothing happened to him. I would assume that with the with how they made that truck look like it, how fast it was going, I would assume that kid would just be mush. Well, the whole thing is that, uh, you know, when they bury someone, they don't bear it. They, they try to make them as presentable as possible. Gooch, gooch. I'm just there saying. There would be nothing to present. Hey, I'm saying if you notice, like, he had, like, a, like a big-ass scar on the side of his face. And, like, I, I agree. I think he would be, he'd be mangled. He really would. <laughs> he would have been a muck. Uh, um, gooch, there's I, a story. I have to tell this one story before you continue. All right. This is, and this is what makes me know that this is, um, this is completely unrealistic. There's a story that our friend told me one time where these kids were laying on. It was late at night. They were laying on train tracks near a park, right? They uh. fell asleep. The train came. There were parts of them in the field of the park. There was no bodies. Okay. Now, I would think that a big rig could have 
close to the amount of force as a train. So I'm sorry. That kid's going to be in pieces. Oh, I mean, I I, I agree. Yeah. Uh, I agree. I mean, I think you'd be flattened, but I there's don't... No, there's closed casket, dog. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, definitely. And even then, the, the... And so here's the other thing, too. The... The kid came back. I know they like buried him, and he even mentions once time that like, oh, it's because they buried her. They because they because they let him, he was dead for too long, and his wife was supposed to be like newly dead, right? Yeah. So, it, but it's when she came back, time. she the blood wasn't even crusted. She was still actively bleeding. Right. Really? Yeah, because it was that fresh. Yeah, it was that fresh now, kill. Now, okay. When the dude buries his son. He just goes to sleep. Like, I'm sorry, dog. If I had to, if if I did that, which I wouldn't do that, but if I did that, the last thing I would be doing is sleeping. Well, I think that was just like pure physical exhaustion. Yeah, but why even go back? Just stay there until the kid comes out. I don't know. Maybe like that's not how he thought it worked. Because even with um, because because even with 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 the mom, he put a he set a timer, and and with church. Church didn't show up until like the next morning. So it's like maybe he just assumed that it was going to take a while. So he went home to, you know, sleep in a nice cozy bed, wait for your kid to come back. You guys play some games. Now, okay. Now here's another thing. I'm just going random right now, but okay. <laughs> yeah. The kid, the, the cat at the very beginning before the cat dies. There's a scene where the daughter is getting put to bed and the cat is literally sleeping in the bed with her underneath the covers. That would never happen. I have never seen a cat do that. Every time I see a cat sleep on a bed, it's at the foot of the bed on top of the covers. Am I right? Hmm. Uh, no. We've had no, like, Gooch? We've had like Dalia would sleep under the, the, the covers of the oh, bed. Like she was like a person. Yeah. Especially well, if it's okay. cold. I sound, I, I stand uh. corrected. If, uh, I, if it's like an indoor cat, they'll do it. If they're an outdoor cat, I mean, I wouldn't want to do it just because they're outdoor cats and they're yeah. dirty. But if it's an indoor cat, yeah, I've seen them do that. Hmm. Now, the uh, we already talk. We, did we talk about the kid's super strength? Like he obviously, you know, hung his mom. I don't well, know. He how was the supernatural, of course. He is. Yeah, well, but he, 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 he was struggling. Possession. Yeah. But I mean, his he the dad was struggling to overpower him. Yeah. Yeah. Until he finally chucked him. <laughs> yeah, well, well, yeah. Uh, now, okay, and then another one. The I want to talk about the uh, when the guy comes when when we talk about the the thing with the the Pascal guy when he first comes back. Devo yeah. mentioned how terrible the scene was. I had one thing in particular that I thought was preposterous. When the guy comes back and he starts talking to him, the first thing the doc says is, "How do you know my name?" I'm like, "Wait a second, wh- what?" Like, dude, this fool just died and now he came back. Maybe your first question might not be, oh, like, maybe the first thing you might want to do is like, maybe like try to help him stay alive. Or do you think he already knew that he was dead? No, oh, everyone knew that he was dead. So it was an apparition. He knew yeah, it was an apparition. Known. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's talk about the the uh, last thing I have before I let Devo go uh, off is the wife's dad this fool the psycho oh yeah this fool assaults the doc in the church yeah after like at his grandson's funeral (laughs) now i gotta ask you guys first what would you have done if you were the doc 
and that old bat oh codger did that. Uh, I would have put I would have I would have taken my dead son out of that that like casket and stuff that old bad <laughs> fucking codger back in that one. <laughs> if there would have been anything, I would have traded the traded the grandfather's soul for the my son. <laughs> He just killed him and buried him. Yeah, buried him. Yeah, buried no. him together. I would I would have gone crazy on him. Uh, <laughs> I know he tried to, but somebody was holding him back. Yeah. No, I wouldn't have cared for. I would have. I would have been like, cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. No, we're good. We're good. We're good. And then like later on in the day, I would have attacked him and beat the shit out of him. I, I would have beat the fuck out of him. Me too. Maybe not that yeah, day, but at some point. That. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I know it's your wife's old man, and she probably hates you, but I would have beat the shit out of him. And you know, probably she already. Ha- and I was surprised they didn't play this off. She probably already hated. The dad for letting the son get killed. Really, it was. Well, she already hated the dad for leaving her to be in charge of Zelda. Yeah, yeah. They played that up, and like she, like I don't think she had that great of a relationship with her parents any uh, to begin with. But the parents, for whatever reason, hated uh, Lewis. Yeah, they didn't really elaborate on that. Yeah, something happened. They just the, the, the 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 what is it? The father in law hated Lewis. Which was weird because the fool's like a, a upstanding doctor. I don't yeah. see what's yeah. hate about him. Why would, he's like a, exactly. I mean, he's, he's a terrible doctor. acting, yeah. but other than that, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then what about? All right. So there's one thing that I have is is not really too related to the movie, but I already touched upon maximum overdrive in um in uh, in earlier in the episode, but uh, that movie features mechanical objects that are coming to life after this strange meteor comes over the planet. And in particular, there are a lot of semi-trucks in that movie. And I'm a little disappointed that a semi-truck in that movie was not the same semi-truck that ran over Gage. (laughs) (laughs) Like, they could have just had that, like, on the side, like, with Ornco on the side, you know? You're talking about the one with the goblin? No, 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 no. Well, what I'm saying is that because it had, they're at a truck stop and there's that goblin one, but there's also other semi-trucks there. They should have had a semi-truck from this movie be oh, like one of the killer trucks in that movie. Yeah, that's a good point. It should have been, especially if they're going to like port this shining idea over into it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then finally for me, it, it's not really a repeatable quote, but I wanted to put it in here when um, Rachel's in Chicago and then she's calling back to Lewis, but Lewis is uh, burying Gage and then like she turns mom and she's like, he's not picking up. And the mom's like, he probably went out for a hamburger or a chicken dinner, dear. You know how men are when they're alone. I know. I, <laughs> that was like, but, really? Like, like, so hold on. When was men she are alone, saying, we go get hamburgers and chicken dinner? Well, I think, do you think that she was saying that the hamburger and the chicken dinners were just different flavors of women that he might be cheating on her with? I did not pick. I I thought she was just that naive, yeah, and she was uh, like, "Okay." I thought that yeah. there was some sort of like double entendre or something like that. You know? No, I didn't even pick up on that at all. I guess you're right. Maybe she would. Maybe she just meant it that way. Although that did seem like very like an odd thing for that old that old lady to say. Uh, yeah, I my one quote that I really liked was uh, she, the little girl is asking, talking to her dad, kind of like how a little kid would about church dying eventually and she used one of my favorite words she's like in the end he's gonna croak isn't he and i was like yes he is absolutely he will (laughs) (laughs) did you have any did you have any gooch uh i'm looking up here i did but i just kind of forgot him (laughs) it was really it was most of them were from uh 
like Victor's one. Uh, he was cracking jokes, man. He, he was. Really I, was. I, I think he was the best character in all of them. It's the one part of the of the movie to me that almost seems out of place, but makes sense. You know. Wait, who? The, the Victor Pascal. Yeah, the ghost. Oh yeah, yeah. Let me see here. I I wonder if they'll do it that comedically in the new movie. I suspect not. Oh, you know what it was? It was um. It was when uh when uh Rachel get gets dropped off by the truck and she's like uh Victor Pascoe's like in the, it's the end of the line for me too so I'm not allowed any further and she goes I'm sure things will be fine and Victor's like I'm not in the way he said yeah. it was, it was like, oh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> if you were her would you even have gotten in that truck well I mean I, I'm I mean, I would because I'm not a chick. I'm not afraid of a truck. I said, if you were her, if you were a chick, I'd, if you're her, you know, I, it's a little dangerous, right? Uh, you had premonitions about your sister coming back from life, you know, other other things in that manner. I I, don't, I think a trucker is the last thing you're really worried about. But I mean, I don't know. You gotta think, you gotta look it through her eyes, not just some chick's eyes. It's what well, she's through. I get it. I get it. Uh, yeah, you're tr- it's true. She had more important things. She yeah. was willing to take but, the risk. Did you notice the the number on the truck when she when she hopped uh, in? Say say say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Devo. I turned the I turned the floor. The floor is yours, my friend. So we are now going to cover the best segment of the show and award the Kim Coppola Award, which is awarded to the finest worst actor of the film. I know I have my choice, Gooch. Who is your Kim Coppola nominee uh, for Pet Cemetery? God. Yeah, man, I don't. Yeah. This was going to be tough. Like, you know what? Just because he was in the film so much and he was. He's, he made the movie bad. I mean, I, it's got to be the main character. I, Dale Midkiff I, yeah, as I, Lewis Creed. I, I I disliked him. He felt like he was a B movie actor. <laughs> he really did. He really did. He felt like a B movie actor, and I think he was taking the B movie role too seriously. So, <laughs> Clint just wrote that whole line with like, "I'm busting you out of here, son." I'm like, it was absolutely <laughs> ridiculous, and the way he acted it was absolutely like he was busting someone out of a prison, not digging up a fucking grave. So. <laughs> If it, because the rest of them were, they all had bit parts, so I can't really tell. I mean, I, I did, I did for, I did vote for a bit part in the Max, in uh, in Mad Max, but that's because that guy was so ridiculous. But I'm gonna have to go with Dale <laughs> Midkiff this time as Lewis Creed. Yes, that's my pick. All right, Clinderus. Uh It's got to be the Doc. The Doc is yeah. is horrible. He's terrible. He. I don't know if he made the movie bad. Like the movie's bad, even though. In spite of his badness, he made it worse. He did make it worse. Some of the deliveries were just so the way. <laughs> some does, of the stuff that he was saying and the way he was saying it, I was like, "What he does that? What was that? that big scream? Like he like gets on his gets on his uh, knees and yells? God, I will, just, I will say the one time where he got scared by the cat was like his best acting. It was like it, feels, <laughs> it felt super real. Like he really was scared of the cat. The problem was I didn't understand why he was scared of the cat. Yeah, just kill the cat. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the doc was was particularly bad. I've never was, seen him in anything before or after, and thank God. You know he that. needs to stick with bit parts. To be honest with you, 
Yeah. And for me, it was ugh, just every delivery he had was just like, hey, church, you're back. Oh, <laughs> hi, Rachel. I love you so much. Sure, Ellie, the dog's not going to die. Uh, Judd, I just buried my son today. Oh, come on, Gage. I'm going to bring you back. Oh, where'd Rachel go? Oh, it was just like... It was honestly, it was like somebody trying to imitate, uh, like doing a bad Keanu Reeves impersonation, yeah. and it was the same thing throughout the entire show. And one one thing that pissed me off so much is when they're at the airport, and the dad, like the um, Rachel's dad, is like, "Hey, sorry, I lost my mind there, right?" And like he goes to shake Lewis's hand, and Lewis shakes his hand, but Lewis gives him this like little tiny baby weak fish like handshake. I was just like, "Ugh, this is not a man here. He deserves what's going to come to him." I agree. And Devo, in that scene, if I was if I was the if I was the doc, I, first of all, I would have already beat his ass before that moment. But second of all, I wouldn't have shaken his fucking hand. I would have told him to fuck off. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> and like what's we, even weird is like when when he's shaking his hand like he's like the doc has this look on his face like finally i'm like getting some sort of respect from the guy and only took the death of his kid you know exactly so uh, for me my choice is dale midkiff as lewis creed well that's a three for this time it's, it's rare yeah, i think i, I think, think this is our first unanimous uh, no i i really think that this dude has a chance to do some damage at the rayford steel awards i agree because he's his really bad acting performance is particularly abysmal and we, we kind of put down too where it like when they were unanimously chosen as i think jake lloyd's the only other one i, I think jake lloyd's the only one but I, I, I to be honest with you i mean you can give that guy a pass because he was a kid this guy got no fucking excuse no actually jake lloyd's better than him yeah just there's no past, no nothing. He's just better. He's better. <laughs> this guy's worse. He is worse. He's, he's I can't believe actor. he got this role. Can, uh, just like people acting commercials at that time that were better than this. I don't he, understand it. He must have had some Probably other. He's, he, well, he must have had other other like uh, like uh, roles as this, so that's why he got it. I mean, I don't know. He might be doing something behind the scenes, Phil. I mean, <laughs> maybe woman's got needs, right? <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> they did. Hey, they did want. They did want Bruce Campbell at first. He did. He said no. Oh damn! Yeah. Uh, one question before we move on: Who do you guys now? Do you, was the little girl Ellie? That's her, that's her name, the little girl. Yeah. Was yeah. She, was she the best actor in the film? No. Who's better than her? Uh, Gage. <laughs> wow. Dude, have you ever had to try to get a oh, two-year-old man. to do anything? He was good. Was he two? He was three. Dude, he was born in eighty-six. Jesus. And the he movie came out in 89. Yeah. He was good. Yeah. The way he's, to the, try to get he a two-year-old to do anything and to get him to be able to repeat those lines and like, I don't know, like just praise the whoever there was they had a to do to get him to do stuff. Where they get off the plane and he's in like a stroller and everyone's doing their scene. This kid looks like he's gotten just a rotten ass look on Like he's taking a shit. He looks like he's taking a shit. I think the cat, oh, was, cat was the best actor to be honest with you. You thought the cat? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow. No, you know what Goodness I thought? Great. I thought it was uh, not the best actor, but one of the best ones was, like I said, the, the guy that played Pascal. He was just, he's like meant to be like a ridiculous character, but he did a good job at it. So. Interesting. Uh, yeah. It's a good one. Okay, so let's talk about the remake for a second here real quickly. It's coming out. Do we, ha- well, do we have any requ- uh, quotes from the movie that we... Uh, I just sort of said mine earlier. I, I, did, I just said mine too about that one. You yeah. had another one, Devo? Okay. 
There's a couple that we didn't talk about, and there's okay. one where um, I don't remember the exact scenario, but something comes and it like it jumps. I think it's a jump scare for Judd, and the first thing out of his mouth, he says, "Christ on his throne, no!" And like there's just the way he <laughs> delivered it. Like I've never heard that phrase before, and it was just so funny to me. <laughs> I never and heard then, that. Um, um, and then when Gage is flying the kite and he drops it and it goes away, then Ellie goes, it got away from him, that dumb shit. And then everybody turns around <laughs> and just starts laughing. I forgot. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, like there's a little the humor kid got in killed. the movie. Yeah. And then he runs off in this freeway and dies. Yeah. Well, they, they short lived. I'll tell you that. Jesus. Uh, okay. The remake. So did obviously we, it's happening. Did we need it? Is is do you think that this this story this idea of the story is even good enough to be a movie anymore? I think so. I like it's to me. This is a zombie movie, and I like it's a. Di- I think it's a different take on the whole zombie mythos, and I don't know. I think it's kind of interesting. Um, something like this, I would only like if we could have a really good. Um, remake done you know like this is something that like you can make it better you know um, for me I, I since it's I agree with Diva it's not really like a timepiece or anything uh, and it's done so poorly I, I don't know if I'd want to go and watch it just because I I really don't care but uh, I mean I if they, if they wanted to make a remake and make money off of it you know kudos to them and if they say it's good, maybe I will go watch it. But uh, is it needed? I don't know. I, <laughs> what was for me, I, 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 I mean, they made a part two out of this fucking film. So it made money. It made enough money to make a part two. So maybe no, part two didn't make money, though. No, people are at all. Of course, it was garbage. But uh, so maybe <laughs> maybe they, I mean, they have it looks like they have uh, Jason Clark. I don't know this this. Person is. He's been in a lot of these horror yeah. movies, actually. Uh, John Con- Lin- uh, John Connor. Oh yeah, 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 he's in John Connor. Yeah, um, John. He's John Lithgow's in it as Judd. It's funny because Edward Furlong was also John Connor. Yeah. Oh yeah. Second one. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Uh, I, I, yeah. I think even John. Yeah, John Lithgow's in it. I, I'm assuming that he's got to be Judd, right? He's Judd. He's Judd. Yeah. Yeah. He's he is. Judd. Yeah. Uh, okay. I I don't think we needed it. I, I won't watch it. Um. So, yeah, I don't even know if it's a good story. I think that there's some things you can do with it, but I think they only really did the cat, the dog. They show the dog. There's people, but I want to see some other animals, some interesting little things. I don't know. Well, I mean, like a rhino. Well, the whole thing is that it's not about the animal. It's about like him raising, like raising his kid. I know. That's what yeah. it really that, is about. Yeah. It's just the kid. And then, the like, whole in, kid the, in the remake, it's not Gage. It's Ellie. Oh, really? What? Ellie is the one that dies. Yeah. Although Gage yeah. is in it. Gage is in it. Hold on, the actor? No, no, no. no. Oh, I was gonna say, whoa, whoa, whoa. And they made, they made they, they made Victor they made Pascal the, a black dude. Obsa uh, Ahmed, like he's one of one of the Somali pirates from that that one. Oh, okay. I, I was th- thinking it would be kind of funny if they had that the kid that played Gage in that movie. I know he's not. He's like a oh, yeah. actor. Um. Okay, so let's talk. Let's 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 wrap up with the deviant worthiness of this film. I don't anticipate it'll be high. Um, um, I'll let you start off. Let's I say. give it a three point five because it's pretty well, bad. Um, I was, I mean, unlike unlike Mad Max, where it's like actually boring. Because I think you had Mad Max with three, right? I don't remember what I would give it. 
I gave it the extra 0.5 just because I think uh, Pascal is good, and some of the you know some of the fright frightening scenes is still kind of scary, although it's goofy. But the as a whole, the movie's bad. The movie's real bad. I do not <laughs> recommend watching it. Uh, I I like B horror films. The problem is when you have a B film that takes itself too seriously, it makes it bad. And I think yeah. I think this movie took itself a bit too seriously. Um, and and like I said, the only levity of it was Pascal and 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 Millie. And you know, and she hung herself. So. <laughs> Uh, at three point five is as much as I can give it to it. It's not really worthy to watch. I mean, there is some merit to it, but not enough to give it any higher. Fair enough. Clint, what about you? Uh, I think it's a really bad movie, poorly acted. Some of the moods that they're able to get are okay. Some of the moments they're a little, you know, whatever. But this is an example of why I don't really watch horror movies because they're very tropic, very formulaic. To the point where they become cheesy and really the only redeeming factor is the other things that they put in these movies that are not traditionally poor things. And I think that the uh, uh, one of the cool things about a lot of horror movies is you have these uh, iconic characters like Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees, Freddy Krueger, so forth and so on. And that really becomes the the crux of the allure of the film. And this film, I don't think, has that at all. And I think... It's bad. I wouldn't watch it. I wouldn't recommend it. I don't know what the new one's going to be like, but I'm going to give this. I'm trying to. I was trying to think of it comparing it to Wing Commander and Mad Max, which are the two worst movies I've reviewed. I think I re- we've reviewed so far. Is it better than Mad Max? Maybe, maybe slightly better than Mad Max. So I'll give it a two, two and a half, maybe. So, yeah. You know, I'm I'm kind of along the same lines as you guys. For me. Um, uh, Lucha and I were kind of talking about this briefly before recording is that there's, there's been a lot of Stephen, like movie adaptations of Stephen King books, but they're not all great. Um, I personally have never read this Pet Cemetery book, so I don't know how honest this movie is to the book. I don't know what liberties it took. Um, I do know that it's not that enjoyable for me. Well, I mean, he wrote um, the screenplay for it and his, and his stipulation is that he was there with them. Yeah. So. But again, like you're not going to make the book no, you know, yeah, like page that. to page. Right. So there's stuff that they're going to have to leave out. There's stuff they're going to have to change. Um, and I know the shining, no, Carrie was the first Stephen King movie they did into a, a yeah, that was a, the first Stephen King movie. And I don't, I don't know if this was the second one or the shining was, but, um, what the hell? Whoops. Sorry. Um, but, um, <laughs> It's just, there's just something about it. It's just too hokey to me, you know? It's not like when you watch, uh, I, I haven't seen Carrie in a long time, but when you watch like The Shining, like there's a creepiness to it. There's a, um, there's a thrill to it, you know? Like this one is just like, it's dragging because you kind of, once you are introduced to the pet cemetery and then all of a sudden you see what happens with church, then you know, okay, something's going to happen. And, you're kind of just waiting for that to happen. It's not like there's anything unexpected that's to come. Uh, so for me, I give it a two. And it's not something that I would go like, hey, you guys have to watch this movie. It's a great movie. It's just like, it's it's just a movie, you know? It's nothing great. Um, not really good acting. And like for me, when Gage got run over by the truck, I got shook. Uh, 
you know, because that kid is no older than than my youngest. So it's it's weird to see a lot of these things, um, you know, going on. But you know, it's again, it's not a good film. There you have it, Pet Cemetery, not deviant worthy. So no, no <laughs> trash. Uh, it was it was it was a chore to watch this. So until next week at the same deviant time, the same deviant podcast feed. Signing off, I'm the Clitoris here with. This is the Gooch. I'm the Wendigo. <laughs> and we are the Social Deviants. Yeah.